for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus walked upon the water. He stilled the storm and calmed the angry sea. With his hands he healed the leper. He made the lame to walk, the blind to see. He Jesus bled and died to save me, a price that I could never pay alone. When he rose again, he gave me the greatest gift the world has ever That song's called The Miracle. Um, if you guys ever want to listen to that, you can listen on YouTube um, to talk about the atonement of Jesus Christ, what he did for us. That's what I'm going to be talking about with you guys today, tonight. Um, as you use the scriptures to atone to serve in the penalty for sins, thereby removing the effort of sin from the repentant sinner and allowing him or her to be according to God, just to God. Jesus Christ was the only complaint for carrying out the atonement for all mankind because of his atonement. All people will be resurrected and those who obey his gospel will receive the gift of eternal life with God. As the descendant of Adam and Eve, all people in, inherit the effort of fall. In, in our fallen state, we are subject to obtain and temptation. When we give to temptation, we are alliance from God. And if we cannot if we can, if we contend and sin, we set to spiritual death. Beginning spiritual from his presence, we are subject to temporal death, which is death of physical body. Okay, and Alma 
42, 69, it says, but, but behold, it was appointed unto men to die. Therefore, as they all were cut off from the tree of life, they should be cut off from the face of the earth. And men become like lost forever. Yea, they become fallen men. And now ye see by this that our first parents were cut off both temporally and spiritually from the presence of the Lord. And this we see they become subject to fallen after their own will. Now behold, it was not expedient. Therefore, as the souls could not never die, the fall had brought upon the men, mankind and spiritual death well, as well and as temporal that it, that is they were cut off from the presence of the Lord. It was Expediently that making mankind should be be replacement from the spiritual death. Basically, it's talking about that Adam and Eve, when they when Eve was the first one who ate that fruit, she wanted to be alone in the garden, even Eden. So she gave it to um, Adam. So they both commit spiritual death and physical death in a sense. So sometimes when we do things we shouldn't be doing, we make mistakes. Jesus Christ died for that mistake we've done before. He even knew before, he knew that we were sin every time. We were sin. No one is perfect in this life. The only perfect person is Jesus Christ. We will have to sin. So sometimes, um, when we sin, sometimes you see um, say if you have a clear cup of glass of water, it's clear as can be, pure and clean. And um, when you sin, you take up, if you have a dirt, you put dirt in there, starts turning into mud and muck. That's what happens. You become sin. You sin so that water becomes muddy. So each Sunday, you go to the church and you partake the sacrament or whatever you guys use. But in our church, we take the sacrament. And when we partake the sacrament, we become clean. Our spiritual become clean. So you dump that water out and you put water, water back in, and it's clear again. That's what sin looks like. You muddy up the water. Or you see a part of the mud or mud everywhere that's the sin inside your spirit. So every sins, but you make sure you repent every Sunday. Or whatever you did, just repent. Okay, and then Don Covenant's Twenty nine forty one through forty two it says, Wherefore I the Lord God conceive that he should be cast out from the garden of Eden from my presence because of his transgression. When he became spiritual dead, which is the first death, even the same death that which is last death, which is spiritual, which shall be permitted upon the wicked, and when I shall say, Depart ye curse it. But behold, I say unto you, that I, the Lord God, give unto Adam unto his seed, that they should not die as to the temple death, until I, the Lord God, should send forth angels to declare unto the, them repentance and redeeming redeem through faith on the name of the only begotten Son. So basically saying, yeah, if you sin, keep sinning, you're not going to care about Jesus Christ. He said, depart, you curse it. Well, basically, you're cursed because you don't want to repent. But he did give a promise that if you repent, he'll let you come back. Any sons of Adam, anybody. So if you repent, you'll be come back in his presence. But if you choose not to repent, you don't care. He's there. He doesn't want you. He'll try, but you you know, it's one of those things. If you try your best, but if you don't, you know, that's, there's no room for that. 
The only way for you us to be safe from someone else to resurrect, res, rescue uh, us, we need to someone who can suffer the dim of justice, standing in our place to ascend the border of the fall and to pay up the price of our sin. Jesus Christ has always been the only one capable of making such a, a sacrifice. From before the creation of the earth, the Savior has been our only hope from the peace and in this world and eternal life in the world to come. In Dr. Cummins 59.23 it says, but then he that who doth the work of the righteousness shall receive his word, even peace in this world, and eternal life in the world to come. We need to keep going in our life. Jesus Christ died on the cross for us, for our pain, our sufferings. He died for me. He died for you. He died for anybody who's been through hard times. I know Jesus Christ loved us so much that he died on the cross for us. That is amazing. That he died for us. He didn't have to. He wanted to because he loved us. He died on the cross for us. And he wanted to. That's the only thing he wanted. He loved us so much that he would die for us. He had so much love. He was humble. Yes, he was meek. He was loved. Only he had the power to lay down his life and take up, take it up again from his mortal mother Mary. He entered the Abel. About try to die from he entirely mentally father into the power of to overcome death. He declared as the father of life in himself. No, so ha hath given unto the son to have life in himself. John five twenty six says, "For as the father hath life in himself, so hath." He gave it to the Son to have life in Himself. Only He could redeem us from our sins. God is God the Father gave Him this power. Him in five eleven says, "This is in the Book of Mormon." It says, "And He has power to give unto Him from the Father to redeem them from their sins because of." repentance. Therefore, He has sent His angels to declare the. Tidings of the creation of repentance, which is brought unto the power of redeem, Redeemer, unto the salvation of their souls. The Savior was able to receive this power and carry out the atonement because he kept himself free from sin. He suffered temptation but gave no heed unto them. Dr. Thomas twenty twenty two says, he suffered temptation, but he gave no heed unto them. Having lived in perfect sin, sinless life, he was free from the demon of justice because he had the power of redemption. And because he had no debt to just, he could pay the debt for those who repent. Jesus' atoned suffering took a place in the Garden of Gethsemane, on the cross on Calvary, and God got there. He submitted it to the will of the Father and began to take upon himself the sin of the people. He received the same of what he expected, as he paid to price of our sin. I, God, have suffered these things for all that they might not have suffered it. They would repent. But if they would not repent, they must suffer even as I. Well, for suffering myself, even God, the greatest of all, the turbulent because of pain and bleeding as every pole, and to 
suffer both body and spirit, in order that I might not drink the bitter cup and shrink, shrunk, shrink, shrink it. Nevertheless, glory be the Father, and I partake it, friendship petition unto the children of men. Dr. Cummins, 1916-19, says, For behold, I, God, have suffered these things, for all that they might have not suffered, if they would repent. But if they would not repent, they must suffer it, even as I. Wherefore, suffering caused myself, even God, the greatest of all, to tribulation because of pain, and to bleed in every pole, and to suffer body and spirit, and would that I might not drink the bitter cup and shrink. Nevertheless, glory to be the Father, and I partake it, and finish my petition unto the children of man. Luke twenty forty four it says, and begin and and beginning them, and when he prayed more intensely, and his sweat was as it was great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Mosiah three seven. This is the book of Mosiah says, and he. And lo, he shall suffer temptation and pain from body, hungry and thirst and fatigue. Even more that man can suffer, set it be unto death. For behold, blood and cometh from every pole. So great this shall be his agonization ag- from the weakness and the abomination of people. The Savior com- continued to suffer for our sins when he allowed himself to, cru- to be crucified, lived up upon the cross, and slain for the sins of the world. First Nephi 11.33 says, this is, the, this is in the Book of Mormon, it says, And I, Nephi, saw that he was lifted up upon the cross and slain for the sins of all the world. That says amazing. He died for us. He didn't want to, he wanted to. It was part of the plan. It was a plan, because he didn't do that, we would never be here. We won't be Adam and Eve didn't take up the fruit, we won't be here. And we won't be tested for people, for different things. We're here for a reason. The Savior continued suffering from the sins. Oh, I, I read that, sorry, down. On the cross, he allowed himself to die. His body was in the land, laid in tomb until he was resurrected. It became the first resurrection of for them that slept. First Corinthians fifteen twenty says, "But now it is Christ risen from the dead and became the first f- first of them that slept. He was the first to brought back from the dead. He slept as a death." And he came back alive, resurrected, as a full resurrected being. That's like when it's going to happen to us. When we die, when we come back from our first body, from our other body that was, if you went through a hard, a different body has been bat- battered, or if you had a learning disability, that would be gone. And you'd be smart as can be. This is, this is our temporary body in a way. In a sense, we're temporary right now. Uh, but when we die, it would be again uh, more of a better knowledge. And your weakness will be gone, completely gone. And you will never have weakness ever again when you resurrect, when you die and the resurrection happens. We're going to be fully um, knowledgeable. Through his death and resurrection, he overcame physical death for us all. Jesus Christ redeemed all people from the eff- affected for the fall. All people who have received the earth and who will ever will live on earth will be resurrected and brought back into the per- prison of God to be judged. Signified 5 through 10 says, And men are in suffering that. That known good 
from evil and the law is given unto men and that the law no finish justified oh by the law men are cut off yea by the temporal law they were cut off also by the spiritual law and this push from the which isn't good become miracle forever if you guys want to finish you can do uh if you want to finish it go ahead it's in the book of mormon second uh nephi 5 through 10 and heal him in 14 15 through 17. The Savior is given mercy and redeeming grace. We will receive the giver immediately and live forever. Uh, glorified resurrection body. Uh, this is when we'll be glorified and we'll be perfect. Although we are redeemed undeniably from the universe efforts of the fall, we are confident from our own sins. And but when we forgive our counsel from the Satan from of sin, if we apply atoning blood of Christ, we must expect the faith in Jesus Christ, repenting by baptism for the remission of sins and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. So when we in our church, we believe when we're baptized, we have the proper authority to be baptized and lay on hands, and we get the gift of the Holy Ghost. So the gift of the Holy Ghost is it helps you go through things, it tells you to help you through good things and bad things. That way, I, that, I would talk about that next time or the phone whenever, you know, as I would talk that pretty soon. Alright, I want to watch a video. I'm going to go to a website, uh, look it up for you real quick. This is Neil Maxwell. Endless appreciation to Jesus Christ for his atonement. Realizing that included in the awful arithmetic of that atonement are my sins. And for the eloquence of his example. And for the witness he has given me, which I have happily borne in about 35 countries. I testify that in eloquent example, he partook voluntarily of the bitter cup in the awful but for him, avoidable atonement. Uh, that's what I want. Um, let me get a different video. Hold up. Sorry. Sorry about this. Anyways, the torment of Jesus Christ is one of the best things you can ever get. He died for us. And if he didn't die for us, we'll never be here. It will never... Uh, we will never... 
get a chance to be with anybody. My test, I know that every time we gain a testimony of the time of Jesus Christ, we will be able to um, go through that pain. Alright, um... I, I was going to do that, but then, uh, I want to watch a video, then call it good. Sorry about this. Um, I know that every time we gain a testimony of Jesus Christ, that we will gain a better knowledge of Jesus Christ. Every time we look for him through scriptures, and the love of his infinite love, we will gain the testimony of Jesus Christ. We will love him. We will see him again. I'm just going to put a video on right here on the bottom. It, okay. And this is for God to love the world. I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted to preach deliverance to the captives to set at liberty them that are bruised are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. The new commandment I give unto you 
that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. In the world, you shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's, it's called for God to love the world. And on that, if you want to look it up, you can go on our website, um, I'm trying to find something real quick. But I know that every time we can gain a better testimony of Jesus Christ, we love him even more. I know that every time we gain, you study him every day, and we try to be perfect, like Jesus Christ says, or like literature. And he always talks about literature because the pure, the most one of the most pure persons you can see on earth. That's all he talks about. Come like the little children. Come unto him then. Because the little children are the perfect at the, when they're first born, they're perfect. That's why they come like little children. Okay, this is by um, Neil A. Maxwell, who said, Applying to the atonement, blood of Christ. This is my dad's one, my dad's favorite speakers. Brothers and sisters, I renew, but I also widen and deepen my specific expressions of everlasting gratitude given in April conference. I have been mercifully granted what might be called a delay in route. Whether short or long, it is a wonderful blessing from the Lord. I have thereby learned, however, that there is another side to the why me question since some are not granted any delay in route at all. Whichever side of the question, what is needed is mortal submission 
even when there is no immediate divine explanation. Thus, we are to press forward, whatever the length of the near horizon, while rejoicing in what awaits us on the far horizon. In bringing to pass the beneficent atonement, certain things were utterly unique to Jesus. These cannot be replicated by us, the beneficiaries of the glorious atonement, with its gift of universal resurrection, but also its proffer of eternal life. Obviously, unlike our precious Savior, we surely cannot atone for the sins of mankind. Moreover, we certainly cannot bear all mortal sicknesses, infirmities, and griefs. However, on our smaller scale, just as Jesus has invited, we can indeed strive to become even as he is. This process of developmental repentance occurs when we truly take his yoke upon us, thus finally qualifying for God's greatest gift, eternal life. It is this latter dimension of the atonement, now more appreciated by me, on which my brief focus will fall. Mortality presents us with numerous opportunities to become more Christ-like. First, by coping successfully with those of life's challenges which are common to mankind. In addition, there are also our customized trials, such as experiencing illness, aloneness, persecution, betrayal, irony, poverty, false witness, unreciprocated love, etc. If endured well, all these things can be for our good and can greatly enlarge the soul, including an enlarged capacity for joy. Meek suffering often does the excavating necessary for that enlarging. My admiration goes to my many spiritual superiors who so exemplify for us all. In the world to come to these, the most faithful, our generous Father will give all that he hath. Brothers and sisters, there isn't any more. These next examples from the atonement are non-exclusive to Jesus, but his guidance is found in his instructive, personalized words about the atonement. As he began to feel the awful weight of the approaching atonement, Jesus acknowledged, for this cause came I into the world. We too, brothers and sisters, came into the world to pass through our particularized portions of the mortal experience. Even though our experiences do not even begin to approach our masters, nevertheless, to undergo this mortal experience is why we too are here. Purposefully pursuing this cause brings ultimate meaning to our mortal lives, and we are greatly helped if we enter with faith that pavilion of perspective, the plan of salvation. Then the search for meaning is ended, even though further and resplendent discoveries await us. Alas, as church members, we sometimes behave like hurried tourists, scarcely venturing beyond the entry point. Next, as we confront our own lesser trials and tribulations, we too can plead with the Father, just as Jesus did, that we might not shrink, meaning to retreat or to recoil. Not shrinking is much more important than surviving. Moreover, partaking of a bitter cup without becoming bitter is likewise part of the emulation of Jesus. Continuing, we too may experience moments of mortal aloneness. These moments are nothing compared to what Jesus experienced. Nevertheless, since our prayers may occasionally contain some whys, we too may experience God's initial silence. Certain mortal whys are not really questions at all, but are expressions of resentment. Other whys imply that the trial might be all right later on, but not now, as if faith in the Lord excluded faith in his timing. Some why me questions 
ask amid stress would be much better as what questions, such as what is required of me now? Or to paraphrase Moroni's words, if I am sufficiently humble, which personal weakness could now become a strength? President Brigham Young spoke of what evoked the why from Jesus, saying that during the axis of agony, which was Gethsemane and Calvary, the Father at some point withdrew both his presence and his spirit from Jesus. Thereby, Jesus' personal triumph was complete and his empathy perfected. Having descended below all things, he comprehends perfectly and personally the full range of human suffering. A spiritual sung in yesteryear has an especially moving and insightful line. Nobody knows the troubles I've seen. Nobody knows but Jesus. Truly, Jesus was exquisitely acquainted with grief as no one else. By sharing as best we can in the sufferings and sicknesses of others, we too can develop our empathy, that everlasting and vital virtue. We can also further develop our submissiveness to God's will so that amid our lesser but genuinely vexing moments, we too can say, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. When heartfelt, this expression of obedience constitutes real petition followed by real submission. It is much more than polite deference. Rather, it is a deep yielding in which one's momentary uncertainty gives way to the certainty of Father's rescuing love and mercy, attributes which drench his plan of salvation. We too can learn greater meekness by giving more glory to the Father. In lieu of our attention-getting behavior or any arrogant views of personal accomplishment, such as my power and the might of mine own hand hath gotten me this wealth, Jesus, who accomplished the most by far, was also the most glad to give all the glory to the Father. Alas, even when you and I do place something on the altar, we sometimes hang around as if waiting for a receipt. Amid the array of mortal tutorials, we too should strive to finish our preparations for the third and everlasting estate which lies ahead, thanks be to Jesus' glorious atonement. By so doing, we too can become completed and finished, having finally attained our varied individual potentials. Though in a much smaller measure, we too may suffer the intensified interactive pain of body and spirit, physical and mental anguish. Whatever the grim physical agonies of Jesus' crucifixion, surely his utterly unique sufferings in spirit were absolutely enormous as he bore our sins to atone for them and our sicknesses to understand them according to the flesh. Intensification can be part of tutoring. Otherwise, we may be like superficial students comfortably coasting and merely auditing a course. Then comes the intensifying moment. We suddenly find ourselves enrolled for credit and it's pass or fail. Periodically, we too will experience a measure of irony, that hard crust on the bread of adversity. Jesus met irony constantly as he was taunted by circumstances. For instance, this earth is Jesus' footstool, but at Bethlehem there was no room in the inn and no crib for his bed, as foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. The most innocent suffered the most, 
when some of his subjects did unto him as they listed. Bearer of the only salvational name, yet the Lord of the universe lived modestly as a person of no reputation. Christ constructed the universe, yet in little Galilee, he was known merely as the carpenter's son. You and I, when impacted by lesser irony, are so much more brittle, often forgetting that some tests by their very nature are unfair, especially when crusty irony is present. Thus, brothers and sisters, along with the great and free gift of the universal and personal resurrection, there is also the personal possibility of meriting eternal life. Those stretched by our challenges, by living righteously and enduring well, we can eventually become sufficiently more like Jesus in our traits and attributes that one day we can dwell in the Father's presence forever and ever. By so living now, our confidence will wax strong in the presence of God then. Confirmingly, the prophet Joseph declared, if you wish to go where God is, you must be like God or possess the principles which God possesses. Again, our experiences surely do not approach those of Jesus, yet the same principles and processes apply. His perfected attributes exemplify what can be much further developed by each of us. There is certainly no shortage of relevant clinical experiences, is there? Strange as it seems, we sometimes respond better to larger challenges than to the incessant small ones. For example, impatience with a spouse may occur while a more public challenge is managed quite well. One can be sincerely grateful for his major blessings, but regularly murmur over minor irritations. One can have humility that is hierarchical, being humble up, but not humble down. Enduring large tests while failing the seemingly small quizzes just won't do. Such shortcomings must be addressed if we are really serious about becoming more like Jesus. While so striving daily, we will fall short. Hence, the avoidance of discouragement is so vital. So where is the oft and much needed resilience to be found? Once again, in the glorious atonement. Thereby, we can know the lifting tide flowing from forgiveness. Furthermore, by applying the atonement, we can continue to access the other nurturing gifts of the Holy Ghost, each with its own rich resilience. The Holy Ghost will often preach sermons to us from the pulpit of memory. He will comfort us and reassure us. The burdens not lifted from us, he will help us to bear, thus enabling, even after we err, to continue with joy the soul-stretching journey of discipleship. After all, while the adversary clearly desires our lasting misery, the Father and Son truly and constantly desire our everlasting happiness. Brothers and sisters, Christ paid such an enormous enabling price for us. Will we not apply his atonement in order to pay the much smaller price required for personal progress? Being valiant in our testimony of Jesus, therefore, includes being valiant on our efforts to live more as he lived. We certainly cannot enter his kingdom without receiving the restored ordinances and keeping their associated covenants. But neither can we enter his kingdom without having significantly developed our charity and the other cardinal attributes. Yes, we need the essential ordinances, but we also need the essential attributes. Yes, we need to keep our covenants, but we also need to develop our character. Do we not sing more holiness give me, pleading that we can be more savior like thee? During this special process, how can you and I better ensure 
that the precious blessings given by God are fully received by us. For my part, I desire that my blessings, including the recent delay en route, bring about my greater spiritual refinement in addition to my greater uh, grateful acknowledgement. Yes, you and I should count our blessings, but we should also make them count. Furthermore, since the focus in extremity falls on the things of eternity, such should be our firm focus in whatever remains of our mortal brevity. This is my earnest prayer for me and for you. In the holy name of Jesus Christ, amen. That by President Adel Neil A. Maxwell, who's a, one of the Torah prophets, since passed on. This is his talk called Applying the Atoning Blood of Christ. I promise that if you apply the atoning blood of Christ, we will see our family who pass on. He's a loving God. He's a loving God. He's there to help us through hard times. I know that every day you pray with a either you read the Bible, the Book of Mormon, whatever you read, just please do it. Just pray and read the your Book of Mormon every single day. You become more closer to our Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is our Father. He died on the cross for us. He loved us so much that He He died. For all sins. And I know that if we gain a testament that we, Jesus Christ loves us so much, He died for us. That's amazing. I know that if we go on in our lives, that we will love Him. He loves us so much. I promise you that if you keep reading your scriptures every single day, you will gain a better testimony of Jesus Christ that He loves us. You see that every time you read the Bible and the Book of Mormon, every time you read those two things, He loves us so much. He died for us. Well, I hope you guys have a nice day and I hope you enjoy my podcast about the torment of Jesus Christ. Well, I love you. And catch you on the next time. Bye-bye.